Welcome to OpenTelemetry in Use, an ad-free monthly show about OpenTelemetry in the wild. Meet OpenTelemetry end-users, contributors and vendors who all share their in-use stories. Come join the community and learn about and exchange experiences with OpenTelemetry. Hello and welcome to another episode of Oak Telemetry in Use. And today I have the pleasure to have Martin of Ryanair on the show. Welcome, Martin. How are you doing? I'm fine. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm really happy that you invited me to the podcast. Super excited about that. Uh, especially what we're going to learn about, you know, what 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 your experiences were with open telemetry. So maybe as a, as a, a starting point, can you introduce yourself, please? Sure. So my name is Marcin Sotkiewicz. I'm based in Wrocław, Poland, and I'm a serverless AWS community builder. Uh, I work as a principal software engineer at Ryanair Labs, which is IT department of Ryanair Airline. And in my free time, I am blogging on Medium, and I'm one of the AWS user group leaders. In Wrocław. So if you're from Wrocław and you're listening to this podcast, then I warmly invite, uh, would like to invite you to follow our meetup group and also on LinkedIn. Awesome. For our many viewers and viewers, listeners uh, who are tuning in from the US might not know about Ryanair and everyone knows Ryanair in Europe, but maybe talk a little bit more about Ryanair. Yep, sure. So Ryanair is one of the top airlines in, in uh, Europe. When it comes to loafers, we are leader at the moment, as far as I know, and we have around 3,000 flights a day. We have really huge load factors. It's, uh, I checked the data and it's around 94% uh, in May this year. And we had like 17 million guests on board uh, on in May only. So we are getting better after the COVID. So yeah, <laughs> good times ahead, I, I hope. Um, but when it comes to the, the, the technological part, because I won't be focusing on airline, of course, a uh, couple of informations about us. So we are one of the most visited website in the air travel category worldwide. And IT department at Ryanair that I'm working on is called Labs. And we are focused on keeping first low by optimiz optimizing the um, also stuff like fuel uh, usage and also we are trying to get as low as possible regarding the infrastructure, of course, and having our operations very efficient. Uh, I started company uh, working in the company in 2016. We were not in AWS. Uh, at the time, we were migrating towards AWS from the data center. We had dozens of machines. Um, and at the moment, we have hundreds of lambdas and dozens of micros microservices on, in my team only. Um, yeah, so we are trying to be competitive using uh, cutting edge technologies and, you know, always getting better regarding the te technical stuff. Uh, like we have a couple of offices around Europe and I'm really happy to work with so many talented guys. Cool. So it's kind of like the, the classical use case, right? You have a bunch of microservices and that kind of distributed system serverless combination that's really, um, you do need observability, right? You need proper observability, otherwise you're flying blind. Yeah, so that's yeah. getting wild. You, you right. would, if you are getting hundreds of 
services, let's say, because it doesn't matter right. if it's Lambda or it's uh, some kind of uh, Docker-based service like in any technology. So the right. is getting challenging regarding observability, of course, right. uh, especially by the distributed nature of the systems and you are not doing this kind of monolith processes like everything streamlined in, in, in one application, obviously. So it was a very challenging for us to change mindset regarding observability. So like for, for example, back in the days, we had many dashboards that we were observing and we we're controlling them, but at that time it's impossible. So main driver, for example, for me and operating our system are metrics and alarms because we <laughs> just reacting to the system if something is not getting um right or maybe some there is some kind of degradation in performance or whatever so we are getting more and more reactive i would say to the to the signal that we have from our cloud yeah but you know observability is a journey right it's not a destination right. so <laughs> right, right. <laughs> true uh switching gears now because this podcast is about open telemetry and um can you share how did you get into open telemetry how you know did you start applying it in your organization what things did you notice what what uh, what are the, the takeaways there sure so uh, even from the beginning we were using one of the best observability solutions on the market at least in my opinion so we were not having that much issues regarding observability but we started to have some issues at some point regarding observability, especially when we went to the cloud when we didn't have this dozens of machines, but we were experimenting with many frameworks, technologies, languages, and so on. Uh, for example, we went to the serverless. We were using reactive components in using WebFlux in Spring. We had Go uh, Lambdas. We were even playing for some time with the Akka back in 2018. So um, auto-instrumentation that we had from our provider was not sufficient enough, I would say. And especially when WebFlux, I'm not sure in which year it was introduced, but I guess it was kind of new at that time. And basically we had a problem with the um, instrumenting all of our traces. So we're trying to find some other solution. We uh, have played for some time with AWS X-Ray, but the problem that we had with X-Ray was that it was too manual regarding the instrumentation of the components. And if you have this kind of scale, it's kind of problematic, I would say. So we were looking for something that will do it automatically for us. So we were tr trying also a couple of other approaches, but always we felt that something is missing and we had a problem with um, having the like achieve what we what we what we dreamed of, let's say. So it was Wild West back then, I guess. We wanted to find some standards, something that would be future proof, not something that we will change in the year, uh, for example, completely in all of that the services. It was impossible for us, I would say, regarding the uh, amount of work that will be needed for for doing that. So um, I was looking for some kind of standard, some kind of solution that basically will help us future-proof that solution. So we're looking into open tracing uh, also at the time. I remember that there was this project called Spring Sleuth, but there were some issues with it. Um, it was not that easy to integrate, especially in other technologies, right? It had this features like uh, headers propagation for, for different standards, but it was still not enough for us. Uh, and I found out about open telemetry, like 
when I found it, I found that it's combined the two different standards, like open tracing and open census, if I'm not mistaken. Like we felt big relief and lived in the project from the very beginning. We have looked at the list of the contributors and there was all top-notch companies from the from the market. So I felt like this is the solution that basically will be future-proof and we can just, you know, uh, it will be getting better and better without so much work from our end. Um, so we started to promoting auto internally. It started from, from our team. We're doing some kind of internal workshops. We, we were evangelizing about uh, what is Autel, why it's good, uh, why we think it will be the best solution out there and the standard. Right now it's under CNCF umbrella, right? So I think it, and the amount of the contributions is huge. And I guess it was basically good decision that we made back in the time. Um, so we were early adopters of Autel. I'm not sure where we started, but it was really very beginning. Uh, uh, of the hotel and we had a massive issues on our, on our way because of lack of JVM support, for example, in our uh, provider, there was a lot of breaking changes. There were missing features and so on, but, uh, it's, it improved a lot. Like right now we don't have any issues whatsoever. We are really happy about the solution. So, but basically it was rough at the beginning, right? Because, uh, if I'm not. I think that the, a lot of um, even standards were in alpha, like metrics were uh, getting like stable um, right. yeah. quite quite recently, right? Especially for Go, like this SDK for uh, metrics in Go was stable like one month ago or two months ago. I don't remember exactly, but but it's it's kind of fresh. Um, but. Um, Autel is one thing, right? But the visualization of our telemetries is another thing. So um, at first we were using Autel only in our dev environments to you know, just play with it, see how it develops. Um, and we were not on production yet because of lack of some, of some features that, that, that we were looking for. And we are working with our APM provider and cooperation was really great. Like we had, uh, I wouldn't say like, Standups, but we had like meeting once a week about right. what is missing, what we would like to see in there, how we, th we think we can improve it. Also, they were supporting us because um, of some specific configuration, especially in the JVM regarding metrics. Uh, for example, there was missing features like, I don't know, marking deployments in our APM tool, but guys were listening to us. We, they were cooperating with us. And right now, everything is working great. Like um, we are really happy about the solution that, that we have at the moment. Um, and migration from our point of view was also not that hard, especially for the server full uh, components. Like we we are using ECS uh, for our services uh, with two flavors, uh, Fargate and, and uh, server-based. And we have this common Docker images. We had common libraries for um, uh, instrumentation in uh, in our APM provider. So all of those things were standardized. So it was really, really easy to 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 migrate. Uh, but migration to this solution is one thing, but 
making use of it and doing it right is yet another dimension, I, I would right. say. Uh, and I remember that I uh, bought a book, Distributed Tracing in Practice by O'Reilly. And this was the book that changed my um, thinking ab about the author in, 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 some, in some parts. And in some parts, it was exactly what I was thinking uh, about it. And it was a book that really organized my, my thinking about the telemetries in, in general. Um, also a couple of podcasts and yeah. Maybe I will say a few words um, how we are migrating uh, different signals because we have logs, metrics and traces and I have a couple of thoughts uh, about them. So maybe I can yeah, say a few words. That would be awesome. Yes, please. Yeah. So to put some structure, let's start with the logs. So it was one of the like um, key triggers for even changing our thinking about the telemetries and to having some kind of standard. Like uh, I said that at labs, you have like many, many teams. Um, we, have, we are using different technologies. There are, you know, .NET teams. There are people working in Python and so on. And all of them uh, were using our APM providers. So we were looking for something that will combine that, all of that solutions in, in, uh, in single APM provider, but at the same time to be kind of flexible. Uh, flexible regarding the integration with it. So, but for the logs, we are not streaming logs there. And it was the um, issue that when you, like we had this disjointed data sets basically. So for example, everyone was using their own correlation IDs in, in their transactions back in the days. And we needed to find some way to pass the same correlation ID or trace ID, I would say in nomenclature of, of uh, open telemetry to know that logs from the uh, single execution from the customer point of view are the same story. And we have services that have hundreds of thousands of uh, requests per minute. So if you have logs in case of some issue, without it, you can't reason about it. You, you, you can't get any info about it. It's just the digital trash, I would say. Um, but um, that was one thing. And the other thing was to have some something common. So we had um, established our own common model for logs. Back in the days, there was no stable format for logs. Um, we did something that was, it was, I guess, some draft of the auto logging format that, that we have used and basically adapted a little bit with some kind of um, our own internal semantic conventions to so maybe some example to, to, if someone from the listeners is not uh, familiar to the idea. So right. let's say that you have problem with some kind of booking ID, let's say. Mm -hmm. So if you have the semantic conversions, internal ones, uh, respected by all of the systems, and basically you can filter in Kibana or whatever you are using, all logs that are related to either, for example, booking ID, right? And you can get all of the data about it. And it, the same applies to the traces and so on, but maybe I will skip for that, uh, that for the moment. And even doing that was really great thing when on our um, migration towards having um, unified telemetries in all of our systems, because we had the same data in, named in the same fields. And basically this is the real value that you that you can have out, out of your um, telemetry data. Because for example, if you will have in one system called booking ID, in one 
system called Booking Ref or I don't know PNR in the flights nomenclature, then basically you will have a mess that still you will have disjointed data organized in some silos in small domains in, instead of company wide. Makes sense. Yeah, uh, but the other thing regarding logs is uh, redesigning a bit stuff about logs and audit, and it also comes to the cost of the solution we are using for logs CloudWatch and also we uh, are putting all of our logs into uh, Kibana because of the ease of using and finding that especially across many accounts many environments and, and so on it, it's much more flexible and better to use in, in my opinion at least and thinking about logs you know we have found out that there are logs that are more audit like I would say and logs are not audited, like I would like to emphasize it. Uh, they have different lifetime, different retention periods, and they have different purpose, I would say. Also, um, they, they should be more protected also regarding access to that information. So for example, application can write audit, but developers can't read the audit, let's say, because there might be some, I don't know, information that shouldn't be um, accessible to the developers so we have also uh, we have used for that kinesis firehose and uh, we are storing data in s3 using parquet format we are extracting this data using atina and it was really really great for us um okay uh, regarding metrics we uh, i know it's it's open telemetry podcast but we are not using um, all the metrics that we are collecting from the open telemetry as the um, critical and technical for us. And the reason behind it is that we wanted to have a solution that and it's, uh, that it will be supporting infrastructure as a code. So basically we don't want, I have seen many times that people are um, putting manually uh, alarms based on metrics in their uh, APM software. But from my point of view, I will, I always want to have everything in infrastructure as a code and to make sure that Every time that we are deploying something either to a new environment and we are doing uh, any changes, we know where we are and what we are collecting uh, on, on AWS. So we are using CloudWatch metrics for technical alarms and we are doing alarms based on them. And it's great, but because it can be done with open telemetry with proper exporters. Um, what is great about using uh, custom instrumentations regarding metrics in open telemetry that if you are using some kind of APM provider, what you can do is that you can create any amount of custom metrics because usually, I'm not, I'm not sure about all of the products, but usually uh, pricing is not based on the amount of the metrics, but the amount of the data that you are sending. And it's not the case with the CloudWatch metrics. So usually what we tend to do is to have CloudWatch metrics that are um, very critical to us and for our operations and any business related metrics uh, we are storing in in our APM provider tools. So that way it's it's really it's really great because we can add any metric with the, uh, this concept called attributes. So we can even group them. We can create histograms out of them, visualize them how we want. And uh, adding new metric in the code it's like two lines. It's 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 really awesome solution. I would say, um, and re regarding uh, collecting metrics in the um, using auto instrumentations and engines, it's working great. 
but you have to keep in mind if you are migrating towards open telemetry that it's not your secret sauce right it's just the technical metrics for sre let's say and in my opinion it's really important to define metrics that are business related domain related and that oh, yeah. might be some kind of kpis yeah, uh, yeah? because yeah. this is something that after all we are building software for right we are not building right. software yeah. to have uh, quick performance times but right. uh, yeah um yeah uh, next thing are traces so uh this is the feature that we are missing from from the very beginning i, I said at the beginning that we are using the x-ray for it and we have this ad addition uh, like our apm provider tool that basically uh contains contain the distributed tracing that were collected from our java uh, systems that um data was disjointed right so if you were calling some kind of lambda or lambda was invoking your system you couldn't correlate the data and with open telemetry it's so easy to add it and have full story in there that it's if someone is not using it i really recommend to have have traces uh turned on always and and think about it from the very beginning of of uh building systems and the same applies here regarding auto inst uh, instrumentations that you always have to adjust that uh, information is to add some kind of annotations on, on your on your spans to have like really full story especially uh, like okay maybe some example like open um, telemetry agent can will know that for example your service was called with a post request but it won't track the whole body and I guess you would like to do it on production. But if you want to um, correlate your traces based on some kind of semantic conversions that they are using internally, you have to uh, manually annotate that in, in, in your in your response. So it, it's really, really important to, to, to remember about it, that auto-instrumentation is is nothing. It's ne next right. to nothing, maybe not nothing, but right. it's, 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 it's really critical. Cool. So we talked about the, the different signals, telemetry signal. What about the way how you collected the signals? Maybe one more thing before uh, yeah. I'll, I'll go to sure. the topic. Uh, uh, regarding metrics and traces, because uh, when open telemetry started, like uh, I remember that, I think I was talking about you with it, that usually the base is like logs, metrics, and traces, and the open telemetry started from traces through metrics, for two logs, right? Right, right. The different way around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think that people, uh, even if they started this instrumentation, that then when you are annotating your your spans with uh, some kind of extra information about your business, your process, whatever, then mm. basically you might miss this data, right? Because mm. they are getting sampled. Usually, you are not sampling hundred percent of traffic on production. Usually, maybe maybe some rich companies are doing that. I'm, I'm not sure, but still, like in my opinion, it's really uh, critical to have everything in the metrics, everything that you need to operate your system, reason about and and measure, uh, especially because of the sampling, right? You, you you might miss some data there. Makes sense. Uh, okay, so regarding migration to to collectors, <laughs> uh, when we started our migration, uh, we started with the sidecars on on uh, ECS tasks, mm -hmm. but it was not that great, uh, uh, at least from my perspective, especially the, when um, 
you are you want to upgrade your your collector with some I don't know and a new attribute. Maybe you want to do something differently. You want to sample in um, some kind of predictable way uh, your traffic, and you want to upgrade, of course, those collectors. It's getting problematic, right. especially with some scale, right? Of so course. you are getting you might get mixed up in information from different versions of auto collectors. And we are realized it quite quickly. So we wanted to have something centralized. Um, and we went with this uh, gateway pattern, basically. So we have like load balancers that are collecting all of the traffic that we are getting. They're really performant, they're really great, easy to configure, uh, easy to update, very, very efficient regarding memory and, and CPU usage. And basically, it's the pattern that I love. I even use it in my own private cloud. Um, I'm having this kind of centralized configuration. It can be easily injected to the uh, to the collector through many providers. But I'm I'm using S3 file that basically you can on the start inject uh, all your. API keys that can be uh, also injected there through uh, secrets manager if, if you if you are using uh, ECS tasks for example which is also great um, and basically we have high flexibility and easy easy updates and upgrades uh, some time ago we had a situation that we wanted to uh, compare a couple of different solutions for visualizing the data. Um, due to retention period of the data that, that we are collecting. So when I was talking about the, the technical guys and developers, no one could believe that it's so easy task. Like really one small change in the SSM parameter uh, could basically update the whole way that we are collecting and visualizing our telemetries. So for example, if you want to add additional exporter and I don't know, start in product A and product B, you will have a mirror of the of the data. So you can even compare two solutions with each other. Especially it's great if uh, if you are starting new project, new company, whatever, and you are not sure right. which way to go, right? So you can really right. compare offerings, like comparing apples to apples. It's really, uh, it's awesome. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so we are using this pattern for centralized configuration. Basically, we have our definition in the SSM parameter. And we have event bridge uh, listener basically whenever it sees that something uh, has changed, it yeah. basically updates the our centralized configuration and up and restarts our uh, tasks. So basically, like change in that matter is like one of the simplest tasks that you that you can pick up. Awesome. Um, recently, it was uh, there was release of tail based sampling mm -hmm. uh, that we were waiting for for a long time, and. Mm -hmm. Even playing with that on dev environments, mm -hmm. it's really easy. Like I can quickly change something, and instantaneously I can see whether my sampling was picked up correctly. Well, mm -hmm. If, for example, you want to play with something, I like you no know, slow calls or uh, sampling only errors and so on. You can you can very easily play with the with the behavior of your systems, and. It might be not something um, great if, if you are thinking about really small projects, but if you're thinking about the hundreds of microservices, right, it's, yeah, it's great. Cool. Um, wow, that was that was quite some detail. I, I love it. Um, let's wrap up maybe with uh, challenges that you have encountered uh, using OpenTelemetry, introducing it in the, in the organization. 
so the the problems that we have with with introducing um so the big issue for us in, in the past was the amount of the breaking changes mm. on one hand it might seems like a like a con but it's a pros actually because it, because if you are looking at it you can see that um, there are so many changes and improvements done i was checking just today the uh, release notes for uh, java uh, auto instrumentation engine and mm. there are so many new new features added improvements uh, new uh, things added that that uh, love it love it but it's it's problematic from the um, maintenance point of view right. sometimes yeah. uh, Regarding other problems that we had with the uh, with the open telemetry, uh, you, you know how I will say it, but documentation, right? And a lot right. of the, ex <laughs> amount examples. Of the uh, yeah. examples, yeah, that, that yeah. can be used because uh, <laughs> this is something that that might be uh, problematic right. if someone is just starting with uh, with open telemetry. Um, there is also one thing that that is missing that we had back in the days, but we don't have it at the moment, mm -hmm. is profiling. We had this option right. that we could profile application. Right. Uh, on one hand, it might seem like a big issue, but we almost never had real need to do it. I did it a couple of times in my life, so it's not that critical, but it will be awesome to have it because I know maybe in, in our case, it's not a, not a problem because of the, I know characteristics of the systems or the way that we are building the systems, but I guess it might be missing feature for some folks. Cool. Any last words, Ryan? Anything that you want to share for the wrap up? Uh, last words. Yep. So. I was surprised because I was listening to the previous episodes of your podcast and I was, uh, yeah. I guess it was podcast with the, uh, Daniel from Skyscanner. Right, right. Uh, the, the first episode, I was listening to it and I felt like Daniel is my soulmate regarding the whole <laughs> whole journey to open telemetry. Right. That, that story was almost exactly the same. Like mm. it, it was even weird to hear about it. Like, like he was a spy in, in our company or something. <laughs> But it shows that there is a need for this kind of standard, that people mm. are struggling with the same things uh, mm. at some scale and they are looking for the same kind of solutions. So I'm really happy that uh, open telemetry is getting traction these days. I'm seeing more and more announcements, more people posting about it. I'm not sure, maybe it's my bubble because mm. I'm interested in, in the topic, but right. uh, I think not only that, that I think that, that there is some shift and this is like really good time for um, open telemetry and observability uh, in general, and it's good because it can like ease the way that we are building systems and integrating with some third-party libraries, builds new new tools and so on. Awesome, great for Thank software houses, I guess. Right. Thank you so much for being on the show, and uh, yeah, looking forward to the feedback and what we we hear from the community about. It. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. See you. Yes.